Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Friday, rainy Friday. Maybe not a lot today, but for sure over the weekend. Start of next week. Snow, rain, fun. It's the only place in America we're looking for it. Gotta got rain, gotta get a winter storm, and we love this stuff. Gotta happen. I got an email from a guy that said, The city will break you, man. Oh, jeez. Sorry, you grew up in Arcadia and had a wonderful childhood where your parents stayed together. <laughs> I, I, I grew up in Mesa. I grew up. I didn't grow up in any sort of a like you know the mean streets of Baseline or Guadalupe. Yeah, that was the, the mean, mean streets, streets of extension in Guadalupe. <laughs> I used to have to ride my bike to Dobson. Oh, I'm I'm just saying. Look, there's parts of Palm Springs where I'm sure there's a group of people who are like this city's been rough on us. But if you ever said I grew up in Palm Springs and it was tough, people will giggle. The reputation of Phoenix is not that of a tough metropolitan uh, area. I grew up a block area. away from Hamburger Mary's, man. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Palm Springs will beat you down. I'm like, no, you, you're not ready for the big time. <laughs> it's pretty easy to move out of the, wherever you are in Palm Springs and have a fairly nice moment at a cafe and really not feel that threatened. This place will take your dreams and crush you. It's Palm Springs, man. One of the biggest fights I ever had was at La Quinta. <laughs> right. You some, yeah. We were over there at Indian Wells. And that's what I all, all this. It's the fan you could ever imagine, man. Indian Wells is hell. We it's threw my down Vietnam. with the Riviera. Your Vietnam's pretty nice. The views are amazing. I've never seen more palms. <laughs> Just saying. Phoenix doesn't have the reputation of a place that, oh, man, you don't want to go there. That place is. People move here to get away from those cities. So I'm sorry you had a bad personal experience. I'm just saying the reputation of Phoenix is not one that people are outside of Phoenix are really going to buy into the idea that it's tough here. <laughs> there's tough stuff. And look, again, like Brady's always got, sure, there's plenty of do. Of course there are. <laughs> of course there's people who had a So true. There's, bad, there's people who had a bad time at a great party. But Phoenix is, again, it's pretty parrot. It's pretty much paradise. People look on TV and see this and go, I got to get out of Buffalo and go there. Buffalo sucks. We're kind of the bastion. We're the landing spot for a lot of people trying to escape their cruddy town. Never been to Buffalo, but I know that's right. Have you seen it? On, on, yeah, TV? on TV? That's why you've never been to yeah. Buffalo. You can tell by looking. There's no reason to go there. Whenever somebody has to say the Brady line, if there's plenty of nice places in my town, <laughs> that means most of it sucks. You don't know any of them. Yeah. When I say Cleveland, well, they got a pretty nice downtown. No, they don't. They've got a street. The rest of it sucks. If I got to travel 25 minutes to the good part of Cleveland, then Cleveland stinks, and I'm in the suburbs. Cleveland sucks.
Nobody goes, you know what? I'm gonna, I, all my dreams are back in Cleveland. And they just willy-nilly pick up and leave Phoenix and move to Cleveland. doesn't happen. A job will take you to Cleveland. A family will take you to Cleveland. But your hopes and dreams, you don't sit in Phoenix watching the Phoenix Open on TV, which is a Chamber of Commerce beautiful event every year, and say, i got to get out of this dump and head off to Cleveland. My brother's living the dream in Cleveland. Yeah, your brother's in Cleveland. That's the only reason you'd go. <laughs> You're not going to drop all this. And I haven't. Of course. I've gone once. You've visited your brother in Cleveland one time. Yeah. you got to come down to Columbus. (laughs) That's right. You don't go to Cleveland. And you're an Ohio apologist. It's nip. Phoenix does not have that reputation. Brett, you grew up on the mean streets of Mesa Gilbert. Yeah, it's... How'd you make it out, man? Bro, it was rough. It's been rough. I see the scars in your eyes. Phoenix doesn't have that rep. You can email me and say you had a crappy experience, and plenty of you have. This isn't a tough town. I'll tell you one thing about growing up in the mean streets. Taxes are easier, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I grew up in a town with no Jews. We had to do our own taxes. It's horrible. That's why it's always on my mind. <laughs> H&R Chunk to do your taxes. Yeah, H&R Chunk talks. People tune out. <laughs> The new churro tax oh, system. Oh, God, here comes Brady. It's almost February. The W-2s are out. He's going to talk taxes. <laughs> He's become the old man. You need to be in one of those Geico ads where they're like, is it a good idea to talk on your phone on, on speaker? Yeah. Are we talking about taxes to strange people who are fantasizing? Who else would do that? Can I hashtag that? My dad. You're close to I'm going to have yeah. a big lunch and a light dinner. <laughs> okay, we're on speakerphone in public. Is this a good idea? Yeah, so I'm sorry. Don't please, no one else email me about the mean streets of Phoenix. There are bad pockets, but for the most part, you ask anyone in the it's easier to get out. Anyone in the lower 48, <laughs> what what's the reputation of Phoenix? Golf, uh, sunshine, hotels, yeah, beautiful sunshine, resorts. probably hot. Yeah, they're not saying. I hear it's pretty, pretty rough <laughs> growing up there. It's not. Stop it. There's a text from Trey. I know Trey growing up in that hood. Yeah. You can get out. He's <laughs> furious yeah. style. All you got to do is get in your car and roll over to, uh, I don't know, the Hillstone or something. Just have a meal. You can't. My parents didn't stay together. I'm like, you can still go. They won't serve me. <laughs> they won't serve me in my tattered rags and my blood stained hands. They had to fight to get out of this. Just like, trying to sleep in your parking lot the other day. <laughs> right. There's there's tough experiences, yeah. there's no doubt. City does not have the reputation of chewing you up and spitting you out. If you've ever met anybody that said that, I was in Phoenix, that city chewed me up and spit me out. Like, you're weak. You're weak. The city doesn't do that. You go to Four Peaks and have a, a, a beer and enjoy yourself and you'll be all right. It's not going to chew you up and spit you out. And if you have dreams of like and aspirations of being – a pro golfer, and you get chewed up and spit out, it's still a pretty good life you had there. But you don't come here with dreams. I had dreams I wanted to be a performer, be an artist and an actor, so I moved to Phoenix. Well, you're an idiot. Why would you move here if those are your dreams? I tell that to local bands all the time. They're like, what, what, what's your advice? Move? Where? <laughs> not here. You're not going to make it here. With the internet. I'm like, no. Go where the people pay you for this. There's Nashville and L.A. What was the last band that made it out they, of here? There aren't any. Jim Blossoms? They move. God. Jimmy Eat World? Yeah, but I yeah. Mean, he said made it. 
<laughs> they had a song. Right. <laughs> and then they said, shoot them up and spit them <laughs> out. Uh, good for Jimmy Eat World. I think they're absolutely great. maybe Five Finger kind of has some sort of ties here, but there's no like Phoenix band. I haven't lived here for a yeah, minute. That's about Chester. It. I mean, everybody yeah. kind of gloms. Everybody on wants that, but that's how you know it's not that. It's not a dream town. Kind of like that, Philly Mick. Dude, right? Yeah, Phil, Phil Mickelson does commercials for Come to California because he's a California. We we claim him as Arizona's own because he went to ASU. That's it. Tool had, came out of Jerome. Didn't they just end no. up The mean streets of Jerome. The Arizona factor. Yeah. It we will hook be into everything soon. that's ever had a tie here except Barry Bonds. That's it. Barry Bonds is the only one that we should probably go like, yeah, hey, he's an Arizona kid. He's not. He went to ASU, but we do it with everybody else. But we don't want his, you know, crooked ass as a representation of ASU. So not a tough town. I'm sorry for you if you've had a bad experience. But if I say South Chicago or Phoenix – are you going to start going, man, both those places pretty similar? No. So don't email me about tough times. You can have a bad experience, but it's not the city's fault. The city's pretty. The city's easy on people. That's why all those old people move here. They know it's going to be safe. This place has gone all liberal, though. Uh, it's Friday, Brady. And that means uh, that, uh, well, of course, it's brought to you by Hooters, the Brady Report, but it's UFC 257, no cover charge weekend at Hooters. And, uh, man, I tell you what, they got a big weekend over there. You can go see the UFC fight, and then Sunday you can go back over to Hooters and see the, uh, the AFC and NFC championship games and uh, see who's going to end up in what we're going to have to start saying, the big game again, because nobody's allowed to say Super Bowl. All enjoyed with great hot wings, cold beer, and, of course, Hooters girls. They bring you the Brady Report, and we say thank you, Hooters. Brady Report. Good Friday morning to you, Phoenix. Hello, world. We've made it. Happy National Hot Sauce Day. Put that crap on everything. Got a couple of fun facts. Baseless. Mark Twain was born just after Halley's Comet was visible in 1835. And when Halley's Comet was visible again 75 years later in 1910, Twain died the next day. Yeah, he lived exactly Halley's Comet, right? Yeah. My grandma was crazy about being related to Mark Twain. Anytime he was mentioned, she John. You know we're related to Mark Twain. Yeah, I know. You tell me that every time you hear the word Mark or Twain or something that rhymes with either. He was born on Haley's Comet and he died on Haley's Comet. That's inaccurate information. He was born on the day of Haley's Comet. No, he, he, he rubbed the comet in. No. Mount Vesuvius in Italy is still active and still an active volcano. And 550,000 people would need to be immediately evacuated now. That's the population. If it blew up or if they knew. Yeah, if it went up. If Pliny the Elder started to tell people again, doesn't look good on your side of the the sea. I think I'd move if I was you guys. (laughs) You got 45 minutes. What do you know? Ah, Pliny, you're way over there on the other side. I think it was Pliny the Elder. might have been Pliny died and then another elder was on the other side. But somebody was sending notes across going, hey, that mountain is uh, getting really bad from my perspective. Ah. We're right underneath it. We'd notice. Okay, I'm just saying. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
And then when it erupted, he was like, He wrote the letters. <laughs> yeah, he did the Brady. <laughs> he made Brady at the zoo. <laughs> hey, Pliny, did you see? You did. You saw it, right? Okay. <laughs> I've been telling them. I know. I saw your letters. I helped deliver a couple. From 1876 to 1887, Major League Baseball players could request where the pitcher threw the pitches during an at-bat. Wait a wow. minute. Say again? The, the batter? <laughs> yeah. Could say, put it high, high low, or middle, and then the umpire adjusted the strike zone. Based on what the, he wanted. The request. Yeah. I actually kind of like that method. You do? I do. Why? I want it. I want it over the middle, and then you adjust your strike zone there. All right. You said you wanted it outside. Now you've got you've got this much area outside. Well, that's dumb, though, because then you're going to try to throw it to where the guy wants it. You want, high sco- it. you want a high scoring game? You want to? No. You got to hit it. But these professional athletes, if you tell them where the ball is, they're going to hit it. Ted Williams could read a number on a baseball being thrown to him. Not everyone's Ted Williams. Yeah, I know, but, I mean, he's out there. Tony Gwynn, there's a bunch of them. If you started to say, hey, the pitch is right here, they're going to take you deep every time. He would tell you where the uh, tar marks Ted Williams. Oh, he could tell you hit anything. a ball, and it's, it should be on the uh, other uh, the seam. I also they think say that. No, I also think you're highly over, over – uh, what's over-adjusting? No, over-analyzing the accuracy of most pitchers that they no, can not. throw it right there. No, they can Professional athlete, professional I, baseball no, pitchers. I agree, they're great. I agree, they have great yeah, skill, but scary. there's a lot of them that can't. Oh, that it, still have jobs. Yeah, there there are guys who sure, are missing on our standards, but they can put a ball within inches of what they want to do. When they miss, they're missing almost every time on purpose. If they're just off, they're bad. Well, it's those dudes are. It's like any. I mean, they've thrown so many balls, like a golfer. I mean, you're going to have an right. errant pitch. Sure, for sure, sure. But they can put that ball where they yeah. want it. When you almost every time, yeah. It's frightening. If there's a guy hitting, there's consequence. So you got to you, you might be gripping a little and doing something different. You think it's over ninety percent of the time? I think without a without a bat close without a bat threatening the ball. If yeah. you told a pitcher, "Here's ten things to hit," they'd hit nine of them and put them anywhere. I want you to hit that with a curve. I want you to hit that with a slider. They can make the ball move and do stuff. Yeah, I, I, I I'm not. I'm underestimating the ability of a of a major league pitcher to put the ball where he wants. It's scary how good those guys are. He's retired, and this was we went to one of those midways, the Carnival Midway, with Mike Moore, who pitched yeah. on the A's, and every baseball challenge, it was close to that. Like the ones that had you throw it in the hole. Yeah, he went probably eight of ten. Yeah, and everybody else is kind of clunking. You can be close, They're but you're not going to be consistent. Yeah, it's scary. When I was in that Cubs tryout. In the strike year, because they let anybody show up, and these double A guys are next to me. I've never seen an effortless motion move a ball so fast. And it was everything I had to hump it up to get a, a, you know, to throw hard. And I'm chucking. I'm, but I'm gassing fast. These guys are barely moving. The ball's 88, moving, dancing all over the place. And I want to put it right here. I want it right down here. And they, you know, they drop that glove down. Those guys are hitting it nine times out of ten. You put a bat in there, everything changes. Because they got to start being clever, but man, oh man, are they good! There hasn't been an NFL game with the final score of seven to nothing in almost forty years. Holy cow! Wow! So the last time was December fourth, nineteen eighty-three. Green Bay and Miami. Miami. Incorrect. Denver. No. Buffalo. Nope. Houston. No. Buccaneers. Damn it! Who is it, nope. Brady? <laughs> Patriots. Oh. Beat the Saints. No. 
1983? Yeah. Uh, you know how many combined wins? Seven Steve, mil. Steve Grogan against Manning. Archie. I doubt it. Not, it was Guido Merkins at the time. It was a. Guido, Guido Merkins was a four position player for them. He <laughs> ran back kicks and threw the ball. Um, there was combined wins of three between those two teams in 1983. They were both horrible. The Los Angeles County Super Spreader Task Force. <laughs> was that right? Yeah. They put no, one I'm together. About Guido Merkins. I'm laughing at the Super Spreader mm. Task Force. Yeah, they've got yeah. one. They're breaking up underground stripper parties. Oh. Broke up three of them last Thursday alone. And another one last Friday. Nothing sexier so the than the pale porcelain forces. white skin of a subterranean stripper. <laughs> I love those underground strippers. In Bali, Indonesia, foreigners who break COVID health protocols are being forced to do push-ups. <laughs> oh, that's what you need them doing, breathing <laughs> heavier to yeah. spread it out that much more. I think that's uh, we should start saying that uh, women who wear triple X yoga pants should be forced to do push-ups as well. If you catch them outside <laughs> of a cop seat, I'm sorry, ma'am. Triple X yoga pants, you got to drop and give me 25. We need the I'm yoga. Like, we're going to be here all day. The yes, yoga force. Yoga force. <laughs> I want to start yoga force. Yoga force. Ma'am, this is doing nothing for anybody, including you. Drop and give me 25. We'll have you in double X yoga stretchies before tomorrow. This is hard work. Yep. And think of what your pants are doing, all the work they're going through right now. <laughs> Trying to keep all that stuff contained. A company called Candy Funhouse. <laughs> they're looking to hire candy and chocolate taste testers. And it is one of those gimmicks. Brady, come back. Sorry, I thought I'd leave for my new job. <laughs> Company hires someone for $500 to eat chocolate for a week. This is a full-time job. It's not that one-off. It's basically $24 an hour. You make around 47500 a year, and they're hiring two people for it. There's a catch. The company is in Mississauga, Ontario, Canada, and you'll have to move there. That's about 60000 Canadian That's money. good news for all those kids who want to get out of this hellhole that's chewing them up. I left Phoenix for Oscawaga, Ontario, Canada. And you're not allowed to wear triple X yoga pants That's right. either. Well, no. You'd be wearing mucklucks and polar bear <laughs> coats. You're going to look like Bernie Sanders. And if you don't want to move there full-time, they are hiring eight people for part-time jobs. Those people will be paid the same hourly rate but work uh, from home for 15 hours a week. Applications are due on February 15th. I wonder if anybody who listens to us has ever done any of these jobs we brought up. Like a Wienermobile driver? Yeah, I've never. There's been tons of like tasters and the one dude that got to travel to 50 cities and drink beer for 50 grand and they covered your housing and travel. Just and had to blog. Just, yeah, you just had to write something about every beer you tasted. That's what I'm hoping we get someone. One of these days, in. somebody's going to be like, hey, thanks, guys. There's a new device called Mood Beam. It's a wristband that lets your boss know how you're feeling. The mood beam has two buttons, a yellow one and a blue one. And you're supposed to hit the yellow one when you're happy and the blue one when you're sad. So your company can keep an eye on your mental health. Your boss is not supposed to give a f about your feelings. Just get the job done. They're going to be handing them out. Oh, 
Can you imagine Trip? Take that goddamn yeah. thing off. Oh, I see. Brady is yellow today, <laughs> so we can be productive because Brady. Oh, 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 just uh, change. Oh, what happened? <laughs> Purple. Started thinking about tax season. <laughs> oh yeah, that'll get a guy down. Everyone, leave Brady alone. He's got feelings evidently we all have feelings that's the whole point of work you keep your feelings aside you go to work you compartmentalize those feelings you flip the switch you get your goddamn job done you have feelings at home period all yellows report to the conference room all (laughs) yellows conference room it's time for all the yellows to skip into the next meeting (laughs) i'm very excited about seeing all you purples out there sorry you're having a bad day i guess that means you don't have to work oh wait this just in. Fuck that. <laughs> Purples report to the firing room. You think your boss is... What kind of world are we in right now? <laughs> Hello and blue. Hi, I'm having a bad feelings day. Yeah, and? I'm not sure I'm going to be able to get any of my work done. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to find somebody whose feelings don't affect them so much and put them where you work. And you can go have feelings at home for free. Why yeah. am I paying for your feelings? I see you're blue today. You know what? Yeah. You're going to work on the lathe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Let's get you on that spinny thing that'll suck your bones out of your skin. <laughs> that way I don't have to deal with your feelings anymore. I'd like to introduce you to our new industrial lathe. Grew, We're a radio station. <laughs> I grew up on 35th Avenue and I knew things would never be the same. Kyle, Phoenix is not hard on people. Now hit your yellow button and get back to work, or I'm going to give you a reason to have blue feeling. By the way, Kyle, I noticed you were yellow the entire time talking about your your upbringing. Hey, Brett, when you worked on engines yeah. for a living, mm-hmm. did you ever wander over to the foreman and wipe some grease off the wrench and go, I have I have bad feelings? <laughs> <laughs> or would you have been laughed out of the place? Oh, 100%. There's no way. 100%. Hey, boss, I need a well day. I got hurt feelings. Actually, oh, do you need a man should yeah. be that way. Should be laughed out of the building. Absolutely. The service advisor went to the, the client that's waiting on their car. I'm sorry, it's going to take a little bit longer. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's having our a, mechanic's crying right yeah, now. It's yeah. blue. <laughs> Give him ten he's, minutes. If you, you notice his mood bracelet, it's code blue, which is a little gay in the first place, even to say that he's wearing it. <laughs> it's blue today. So you're. I'm sorry, your car's not going to get fixed in a reasonable amount of time because he's ha- he's he's got hurt feelings. Um, I don't care. I'm going to take my business to places that hurt feelings don't affect work. And who, who's going to, like, do we have to do this? Is this going to be a thing where we have to do That's it? That's what I'm saying, though. Look, there might I, be companies that say, here, here I you got, go. I got Put s- them on. Social anxiety, general anxiety, and all that stuff. But if it started to make it so I couldn't get to work or I couldn't do the job, I got to flip a switch. We've been here for 20 years. We've had some bad days, personally. Sure. Yeah. I don't know mm-hmm. if you know about that. On the other end of it, we flip switches and get the job done. This has nothing to do with my goddamn feelings. I'll let you know stuff I'm feeling to be a human being. That's a little bit different. But if it's just, I can't go on. I'm having a rough day. I don't feel like being funny. No squares today. My feelings are hurt. Brady, you've hurt my feelings. I love it. And I don't yeah, care that you've done it. Yeah. Nice job. That's yeah. excellent work. Probably a pretty good line. It's probably why I did it. <laughs> probably hilarious when you hurt my feelings you probably nailed me and i had to sit back and suck that you up didn't nail me. <laughs> i've gotten you a few times i'm sure your feelings have taken a kick in the junk every once in a while but you know what that just meant i kicked ass for a second bert you're all right 
Toledo, you're a waste of all the human flesh. But other than that, I don't know that we've hurt anybody's feelings in here and made it bad. Flip a switch. There's a debate going viral right now about how you should stand in the shower. <laughs> a woman named Alice tweeted, it's normal to shower with your back to the shower, right? Not facing the water? That's about 90% of my shower. The response was all over the place. You stand... Away from the water. Yeah, me too. But some people say they keep their back to the water, and some people say they face the water and then switch it up. Just oh, to when rinse, you're soaping up. Rinse off, I, I, rotate, I, I spin. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. for the most part, when I'm lubing up, I, I mean soaping up, right? <laughs> I'm facing away from the water. The only time yeah. you can face the shower is in a bad hotel room shower because it hits you in the chest. Doesn't go high enough for you. You don't. To get under um, it. I don't know what a bad hotel. When you're having like. a blue day, you don't <laughs> yeah. put your arm up on the wall and um, and have the shower pour on your <laughs> no, head I running I, down. I, I do that. Like most sad, of the movie, sad shots. movie shower yeah. shot of uh, hitting the back of the head. Trip, you got a second? Yeah, come in. My mood ring says I can't work today. <laughs> oh, my mood ring says you're fired. <laughs> Sorry. Bye, we're going Looney on Tunes. <laughs> you're a Looney Tunes. My mood ring says you're nuts. Bye now. Maybe it'll be like Hard Knocks where they have to turn in their uh, computer, yeah. their wristband. Right. I'm sorry. I don't know, Jim. It looks pretty rough. Apparently, Tony Patrick Mahomes is sad today. He's having a sad He's day. He's, He's out, out from sadness. If you were a betting, if the gamblers would kill every football player, if it, Patrick Mahomes is out sad. Blue scratch. I mean, unless your parents, even Brett Favre played the day after his dad died and had the greatest day of his career. I understand death in the family, you get a day off, but just being generally sad, that's bugging me. And you're wearing a mood bracelet. Ugh. I knew a girl once, and she's no longer with us because sadness got her, who couldn't work anymore more than three days a week because work was just draining. This was hard. Like, going to work was no good. So she needed two wellness days a week. She went to her bosses and said, it's too hard. Uh, and I don't know what this eight hours a day thing's about that you guys think that we need to be here that long. So I'm going to take Wednesdays and Fridays from now on. The company she was working at at the time held the patent to what is now the iPhone. She was one of like 17 employees at this place and decided to tell the bosses, it's a little rough on me. These wow. extra. And I remember being in the car with her wanting to say something while she told my girlfriend at the time, you know, Work is – I just need well days. I need two well days a week. It's just toxic for my body to be in these situations with all the stress and pressure of – and I'm like, oh, you're not going to make it at all. I said and we got a right. policy. No. How about five wellness days? <laughs> How about seven and, a week? Uh, yeah. How about 370 <laughs> days of wellness a year? We're going to add days yeah. for you because some of them are going to feel super-duper long. Yeah. Nothing to do. By the way, I had to look it up since you were wondering about that 7 nothing game. Yeah. It was not Guido Merkins. He did not see the field that day. <laughs> no, he didn't. It was Kenny Stabler. Oh, 15 wow. 15-26 for 125 yards. Wow. Tony Eason was 3 of 10 Eason. for 30 yards for the, for the Patriots. Those two teams were awful. I mean, Kenny had, Stabler was Kenny Rogers at the time. He was gray-haired. Yeah. What? They both finished 8-8 eight and eight that season. They did? The Saints lost the last game of the season with a chance to go to the playoffs for the first time yeah, ever. That was their best record of all time right, going in. 8-8. Eight eight. Yeah, because they didn't have yep. a winning season until the late 80s. Uh, a young Morton Anderson, oh 23-year-old God. Morton Anderson, missed a field goal. And Russell Erksleben, remember that name, the no. punter? He punted five times for 172 yards. That's a good punt. 
That is a good leg. That's <laughs> a pretty strong leg. <laughs> well, thanks for breaking up the world's it. most boring game from Toledo. <laughs> I'll call it presents. How else could it be? This is the worst game, game you've ever seen. You turn the channel. I've got some science news. Toledo, Damn Toledo's it. unbelievable. <laughs> Toledo's Here the we go. Chris Berman of uh, your boys at it again. Let's, <laughs> let's go back in time and take a look at some games nobody ever watched for a reason, and have Toledo recap the entire thing. Zero zero heading into the third as a punter threw his fifth kick out into the snow. <laughs> Dick Toledo breaks down the worst games in NFL history as if they were watchable. Let's take a look. I've got some science news. Hello, my friends. I'm Professor Brady Bogan, and this is your science news. Running like a fine-tuned machine here, Bert. (laughs) A study in Japan found catnip causes the same type of response in cats as heroin does in humans. So we should stop doing that. They're going to start begging for money on the streets. But they also came up with a new way to use catnip as a mosquito repellent. They think ancient cats may have rubbed up against it to get the uh, euphoric effects, but added the bonus, it was it also kept bugs away. Well, uh, cats are always like they're on heroin. <laughs> uh, my cat will occasionally Moody. get a little energy, but for the most part, it's 19 hours of sleeping and finding the place to heat You can tell balls. when they're on their downtime. They're always on their downtime. My 18 ener- hours a day? My energetic cat only jumps up to go lay down where the heater blows. He's found a spot where the, I'm like, why does he always lay up here? And it's because the heater air hits there. He's cold. He's Bernie Sanders, the cat. <laughs> that and the, uh, they don't do anything. It's fascinating. Anytime you bring a box in, they lay in the box. It's like that. Is, they're open but, the door and the sun comes through. They're right in that little spot. That's heroin. Yep. They're always like heroin addicts. I've never had an experience with a cat and it wasn't like dealing with someone on heroin. They'll turn on you in a second, too. Paleontologists found a perfectly preserved dinosaur butt in China. <laughs> and from looking at the same fossils, they now think male dinosaurs' junk might have been really long and bendy to help them mate. Well, just in time. Cancer is still not cured. Let's go back to Toledo's breakdown of the worst games in <laughs> Brady's talking about dinosaur dick. He's not really going to follow that story. NASA added a feature to its website that lets you listen to what various things would sound like on Mars. <laughs> Someone just texted in said Toledo's slowest two minutes in sports. <laughs> so they let you listen to what various things would sound like on Mars. The atmosphere is only 1% as dense as the Earth. So sound doesn't travel as well. Okay. You know what on there? You can check it out, nasa.gov. That's your science news. Mars has funny sounds. I don't know. I'll have to check it out. Will we ever know in our lifetime? And will we ever care? Well, and will I ever care? I'm never. I, I I can pretty much safely say I'm never going to Mars. Not because it's my choice, but I'm getting to the age now. It takes too long to get there. It takes like ten years to get there. Nothing ever happens. I've heard that. No supersonic airplanes, no fancy cars. The sun goes up, the sun goes down. Boring. It's the truth. <laughs> These are lyrics from a song Brady's brought up that only Brady and I may know. Yeah, what song is that? It's uh, from Waiting for Guffman, a movie. Nothing ever happens on Mars. Yeah, it's, I, it's, all right. It's a stretch, but I had to finish it because he did it on purpose. <laughs> he triggered me. We'll end it with a radio video. 
It's two dogs. Oh. Growling. When the fence is closed, they open up the fence. They get along. Close the fence. It's one on the other side. All right. I sure we don't do I've that. always wanted to. So they'll give me another update on that Patriots Saints game. I got to yeah. dive deep into that game. Again. The running game was especially ineffective that day. We'll be back with more Dick Toledo highlights. Uh, so there's a <laughs> evil fence fight. They know there's a dog on the other side. Hey, what's the up? Fence is open. What's up, bro? <laughs> Keep in. Close that fence, and they are furious again. <laughs> Oh, they can see Open each other. Open it up. Oh, okay. The one dog's oh, mouth's yeah, getting through. Oh, yeah, it's right through there, yeah. Yeah. Uh, even when the gate's closed, though, I'm saying. They don't like that the other one's trapped. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. Heroin addicts. <laughs> uh, speaking of dogs, yesterday, you want to be an angel? You want to be the great, you want, you want your God to say, you know what, that's the best thing you could do? Go over to Lost Our Home and grab Pearl. Pearl's family dropped off this incredibly healthy, beautiful, energetic 13-year-old lab mix. Pit lab mix, I'd say. Uh, 13 years old. And they're like, we can't take care of her anymore. See ya. Assholes. After 13 years. After 13 years. Because they didn't want to put it down? No, they had financial issues and other stuff. Now, in my opinion, and this hurts to say, Pearl is awesome. Beautiful little gray dog, super sweet, a little bit chubby, still moving around great. Vet says she's in great shape. Family just said, no more, because Brett's right. Yeah, assholes. And I got to hang out with uh, Pearl yesterday at Lost Our Home. Pearl is awesome. You make and a commitment to those dogs, and you it's don't just a life. dump them off. You yeah. take care of their life, for life. And when they have trouble at right. the end of their life, you signed up for that. So Pearl needs a place to be to close out the glory years, you know? And I'd say Pearl's probably got two good ones left. The way she was moving around, she's got no hip issues. The vet was blown away. She's like, this old dog is in great shape. She's cute. And she's so sweet. She doesn't, uh, she's never been around other dogs her whole life, so they're not real sure it's a good idea to introduce that now. So if you're just a person who's got, I'm thinking somebody who may have just lost their dog can be an angel to this one because this is tough. This is what I want to do when I retire uh, is take in old dogs. That that jackass need to be loved. That need that need their last couple of years to not be in a cage in a shelter. I can't imagine that. I was at the pound once. This guy had two gorgeous golden retrievers, ten years old. And I'm looking. And I'm like, Are you getting those? That's good for you. And he goes, Now we're dropping off. We got two new puppies, and these two are pissing all over the place. I'm like, So are the puppies? Yeah, but these are they're done. He goes, You want them? Jesus. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And I just wanted to punch the guy square in the face. But, of course, then I go to jail and the dogs still go to the pound. Pearl needs somebody. Somebody super. And I know they're out there. And uh, I, I, I sat with that dog yesterday just petting. And she's just – you see the video. We'll put it up on our Facebook. It's probably already up there. Our Facebook, it's there. Our website, it's there. Or yeah. lostourhome.org. Yeah, go to 90kupd.com and check out the pick of the litter. She's free. They waive the adoption fees right now if you want her. And all you got to do – Make the commitment to give this dog a good close. It ain't going to be easy. It's going to cost a couple bucks in the end. But as healthy as she is right now, I don't think you're going to have a problem. And that's brutal. That's just brutal. Because 13 years old. I mean, and there's a certain part of me that says, look, I understand the financial hardships. You don't want the dog to get lost. You got Family members won't take him and you're, just at, you're at your wit's end. Part of me says put the dog down. Even if it's healthy, you don't just leave it at a shelter. And I even asked the guy over there, I said, do they come 
visit at least? Nope. Four months. Oh, man. Just dropped it off and took off. And I'm like, how do you do – even if you're in financial hardship, how do you not go back and fight every single free minute of your day to make sure that that part of your family is taken care of? They don't care. And that's that's why I try to do this with these shelters. The people at the shelters are angels. We need one more. need one more step up on that because Pearl will get you. If you don't have a dog right now and you've got a little room in your house, that's the one. I, I, I lean on people who've lost a dog in the last six, seven months. They're like, maybe I'm ready for another one. You know what you could do? You give the greatest gift ever as a as a human being to somebody like that. And it ain't going to be hospice. The dog's ready to go. We played yesterday. She ran all over the place. She's a little bit fat, but that's all right. It was brutal. So, sorry. I brought COVID everybody. weight. Huh? COVID weight. What do you mean? Oh, she put on her COVID weight. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I'll tell you this. Depression at the shelter hasn't slowed her appetite. The kid's eating. <laughs> But yeah, it broke my heart yesterday sitting in that thing, just watching it. And you've seen the pictures you guys just watched, too. She's awesome. So, and if you know the family that uh, dumped Pearl off a few months ago at the shelter, uh, cut them off from your life completely. what assholes they are. Yeah, exactly. Actually, I'm glad they're having financial hardships, and I hope Pearl goes to a rich family and closes out the last two years eating nothing but filet mignon and wagyu steaks and living in a gigantic backyard. I'd take her right now if she liked other dogs. I'm not sure she does, and I don't want to scare her into my my pack because they're assholes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was some old lady wandering around in there. Be miserable the last two years, but somebody will, somebody will step up. Uh, there you go. Check it out, 98kupd.com in the pick of the litter. And uh, be that special person for that special thing. It's 98 KUPD. There goes your Brady Report. Oh, my gosh. Shut the front door.